Chapter Twenty One of Pee Wee Harris. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pee Wee Harris by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh. Chapter Twenty One. Scout Harris fixes it. Perhaps you will say that Pee Wee was not a good scout to speak with such impudent assurance to his elders but you are to remember what i told you about pee-wee that everything about him was tremendous except his size he was not always the ideal scout in little things he was a true scout in the big things when he reached the shack he found pepsy waiting for him and he poured forth his grievance into her sympathetic ears i'll fix him all right he said he's a coward that's what he is and he needn't think i'm afraid of him i'll get even with him all right whenever i make up my mind to do a thing i do it that's one thing sure only we didn't make a success of our refreshment parlour pepsy ventured to say but just the same we're going to because what do i care about it pee-wee vociferated i know a way to get two hundred and fifty dollars and that's more money than we'd ever make in this old place and i'll have you for my partner just the same i'm going to get two hundred and fifty dollars all at once can i see it when you get it pepsy asked you can have half of it because we're partners pee-wee said recovering something of his former spirits as this new prospect opened before him can't we have the refreshment parlour any more pepsy asked wistfully because honest and true we're going to make lots and lots of money in it i know a way listen pepsy pee-wee said do you know what the morse code is it's the language they use when they telegraph scouts have to know all about that do you remember when i said hide kelly's barn last night that's what that first feller said to the other one who was stuck didn't you notice how his little red light kept flashing away up the road that's what it meant they're hiding in kelly's barn and nobody knows it there's a sign in the post office and it says they'll give two hundred and fifty dollars to anybody who tells where they are do you think i'd tell beriah bungle he added contemptuously i'm going to tell a man named sawyer he's the county prosecutor he lives in baxter city only we have to go right away i'm going back with the mail car to baxter do you want to go if you do you have to hurry up the last time that pepsy had appeared before an official of the law she had been sent to the big brick building and she was naturally wary of prosecutors judges and such people suppose mr sawyer should order herself and pee-wee to the gallows for meddling in these dark mysterious matters pee-wee read this in her face don't be scared he said manfully i wouldn't let anybody hurt you my father knows a man that's a judge and he tells jokes and has two helpings of dessert and everything just like other people prosecutors aren't so bad gee whiz they're better than poison ivy they're better than school principals anyway that's sure you see i'll handle him all right pepsy's thoughts wandered to the six merry maidens whom pee-wee had handled with such astounding skill can't we have our refreshment parlour any more she asked 
with a note of homesickness for the little place they had decorated with such high hope if you'll wait if you'll wait as much as two weeks lots and lots and lots and lots of people will come but pee-wee was not to be deterred by sentiment and false hope don't you want us to have two hundred and fifty dollars he asked scornfully don't you want us to buy those tents this was too much for pepsy she grasped pee-wee's hand following him reluctantly as she gave a wistful look back at their little wayside shelter the stock had not been set out for the day and the bare counter made the place look forlorn and deserted as they went away it's a blamed sight easier than running a refreshment parlor pee-wee said it's just like picking the money up in the street all we have to do is to go to mr sawyer's office and tell him and you have to go in first said pepsy pee-wee's enthusiasm was contagious and pepsy was soon keyed up to the new enterprise even to the point of facing mr sawyer she had curiously resolved however to remain close to the door of his office so that she might effect a precipitate retreat at the first mention of an orphan asylum whatever pee-wee did must be right and she saw now that two hundred and fifty dollars one in the twinkling of an eye was better than life spent in the retail trade yet she could not help thinking wistfully and fondly of their little enterprise and its cosy headquarters they sat on a rock by the roadside waiting for the mailman's auto to come along once in that pepsy felt that her fate would be sealed she had never been away from Everdoes since she had first been taken there baxter city was a vast place which she had seen in her dreams a place where people were arrested and run over and where the constables were dressed up like soldiers she clung tight to pee-wee's hand i hate him too she said referring to beriah bungle and it will serve him right if whitey dies and i just hope he does because his father hit you who's whitey pee-wee asked he's mr bungle's little boy and he's all white because he's sick and they can't take him to a great big place in the city so they can make him all well again and it just serves him right and i'm glad they haven't got any money everybody says he's going to die and licorice stick knows he's going to die in a rainstorm on a friday that's what he said this information about a little boy who was so pale that they called him whitey and who was going to die in a rainstorm on a friday was all new to pee-wee licorice stick is crazy he said what does he know about dying he never died did he this brilliant argument appeared to impress pepsy if they took him to a hospital in new york then he wouldn't have to die because they could fix him pepsy said i heard aunt jemsiah say so there are doctors there that can fix people all well again i bet i'm as good a fixer as they are pee-wee said i fix lots of people i fixed a whole patrol once so they wouldn't die they thought they were smart but i fixed them fixing smarties is different said pepsy if people have something the matter with their hips you can't fix them because anyway if they're going to die on a friday even snail water won't fix them snail water what's that it's medicine made from snails licorice stick knows how to make it 
you have to stir it with a willow stick and then you get well quick how can you get well quick when snails are slow peewee asked that shows that licorice stick is crazy it would be better to make it with lightning bugs lightning bugs mean there are ghosts around said pepsy the lightning bugs are their eyes but anyway just the same nobody can fix whitey bungle because the doctor from baxter said so and he knows because he's got an automobile automobiles don't prove you know a lot said peewee just the same whitey is going to die said pepsy and then you'll see because when my mother didn't have any money she died so there peewee did not answer he appeared to be thinking and so the minutes passed as they sat there on the rock by the roadside waiting for the mailman's auto to take them to baxter city so you say i can't fix it he finally demanded maybe you think scouts can't fix things they know first aid scouts do i can fix that little feller maybe you think i can't you come with me i'll show you scouts scouts can do things they're better than snails and lightning bugs i'll show you what they can do you come with me ain't you gonna wait for the mailman no i'm not you come with me this apparent desertion of another cherished enterprise all in one day took poor pepsy quite by storm she did not understand the workings of peewee's active and fickle mind but she followed his sturdy little form dutifully as he trudged up the road and into a certain lane on he went like a redoubtable conqueror with pepsy after him to her consternation he went straight up to the kitchen door yes of constable beriah bungle's humble abode pepsy stood behind him in a kind of daze and heard his resounding knock as in a dream then suddenly to her dismay and terror she saw beriah bungle himself standing in the open doorway looking fiercely down at the little khaki-clad scout mr bungle she heard as she stood gaping and listening and ready to run at the terrible official's first move mr bungle if you want to know where those two fellers are that stole the motorcycles they're hiding in kelly's barn and i guess they'll stay there till dark so if you want to go and get them you'll get two hundred and fifty dollars as long as you don't say who told you where they are without another word he turned and trudged away along the path pepsy following after him too astonished to speak End of chapter 21